Welcome to the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast. Our goal is to equip you with the knowledge and tools you need to make lasting changes in your health. Society has trained us to think that Western medicine is the answer to long-term health, but this approach only treats symptoms and never addresses the root cause. Without a new approach, our community will experience unnecessary sickness and suffering. We teach the functional health model to educate and empower listeners on their journey to a happier, healthier, and stronger life. My name is Paige, and I'm a certified holistic health coach. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Alex Arguello, doctor of chiropractic and functional health practitioner. Join us as we unpack some of the most pressing health challenges facing our community today. Welcome back to the Happy Healthy Strong podcast. Today we're continuing to go along through the foods in the Restoring Human Diet plan um, one by one and just give more details and context to each of those on that list. And so we today have a very exciting topic of organ meats. (laughs) But before we dive into that, we'll do the Saturday morning workout recap. Again, Dr. Alex did not participate. I did not. Well, I did something, but I didn't participate in what you guys were doing for sure. No, I, uh, Thursday we did a workout that had, um, strict. So we did, um, four sets of strict press, which is a shoulder press. So you take the bar from the front rack position, kind of at your your collarbone area, and then you're putting it above your head. And, uh, sometimes when you do that, you like move your head, your neck back to, allow your body to use kind of more muscles. So I did that and I didn't feel anything during. And then after we did handstand pushups, which is basically the same movement, yeah. and I didn't feel anything there either, but, uh, I woke up the next day and I couldn't really move my neck. So oh, yeah, that's not good. It's, it's better today, but I figured not exercising would be a good idea mm-hmm, since yeah. I exercised yesterday when it was hurting even more sure yeah so <laughs> probably should take your own advice sometimes yes. on that sort of thing um so yeah today we did a 400 meter run and then we did it was a partner workout 30 split in half i didn't have a partner but that's okay so you did them all I, no i did <laughs> half <laughs> so i did 15 but 30 um dumbbell pr- press mm-hmm. so just on a bench bench, bench press, bench yep. press and then we did uh 20 or 40 and i did 20 single leg squats mm-hmm. pistol squat or yep. yeah so yep. i did that down to a box because yeah that's a good one if you're listening right now and you can stand up try to just squat down on one leg like yeah. as deep as you can go and get back up that's really yeah. difficult it is it is and that's a good i feel like a functional movement to have you right. know as you get older in life and yep. to be able to get up right? absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, most people are just doing things with both legs. I mean, even people that are um, exercising a lot. Um, and if they're doing all of the, the movements like squatting and that type of stuff, it's typically on both legs at the right. same time. So. Yeah. I had a clear, weaker side. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, most people really do. do. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> all right. So organ meats. Yeah. Well, let me just talk about what I did. I did, I was oh, on the yeah. bike for 30 minutes. Um, so occasionally I, I try to do this with running, but I will... I haven't done it, um, but I was on the bike for 30 minutes going at a slow pace and just breathing through my nose, so nasal Oh, interesting. Um, which is kind of a, I mean, I don't want to say fad, but it's gotten pretty popular in the fitness world with just trying to 
work on your nasal breathing. Um, there's a huge bunch of benefits. And I think when we first started this thing, we said something about breathing and I said we should do an episode on yeah, breathing. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll, we should probably do that at some time, sometime soon. So, but yeah, 30 minutes on the bike, not hard, but it is hard to keep your mouth closed the whole time. That's and so just interesting. just breathe through your nose. Yeah. So did that for 30 minutes instead of doing something that would hurt my neck. There you go. Organ meats. So yeah, um, I have, so if you're familiar with the Restoring Human Diet, if you're not, um, we did a, a show on going through the Restoring Human Diet, but I'll have this food list and I'll have foods that I tell them that they can eat whenever they want. I'll have foods that I want them to increase and then I have foods that I want them to decrease. And again, people that are coming to me are typically highly inflamed, they have hormonal issues, they have autoimmune disease, something like that. So there's somewhat of a drastic change to their diet that they have to make. So the two things that are usually in red that I want them to eliminate most of the time are grains and and then dairy because those are the most common, you know, things to be allergic to and cause inflammation. And then the most common thing, two most common things that I have them increase are organ meats and bone broth. And both of those things come from, you could say, the way people used to eat. Um, People used to eat nose to tail. So what that means is when they would kill an animal or they would butcher an animal, if they were on the farm, they wouldn't waste anything. They would eat everything that they, that was, came from that, from that animal. Um, So that's just always one of my arguments when I talk about how to get healthy is, well, why don't we just look at what people used to do when they were a lot healthier than we are now, didn't have all the degenerative diseases that we have now and, you know, didn't have all the problems with, um, that kids are having now, like allergies and asthmas and ADHD and all that stuff. So if they used to do it like that back then, then we should probably do more of it now. No, nobody's probably going to eat nose to tail and eat all of the organ meats, but we can try to move closer in that direction increase some of the some of the organ meat so Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to talk about today now i will say just to be honest with people this is not something that i do as much as i would like either so when i'm giving these recommendations i'm talking to myself (laughs) too um i mean we've tried to find different ways of making this happen um right now i am doing them in supplement form as opposed to eating them um, which is fine. I mean, if you can't stand eating them, um, which stinks that we can't stand eating them. Yeah. I mean, you get used to the taste over time. I th- I've yeah. heard, I'm not speaking from experience, but <laughs> yeah, sure. we can get into it. Well, so an example is <coughs> my father-in-law, um, they ate liver all the time when he was a kid. My mom too. She loves chicken liver. Yeah. It's like, a th- yeah. And, and so he, it's one of his favorite things to eat. Right. So most of the people I'm dealing with, like, I can't even get them to smell it. Mm-hmm. And this is one of his favorite things to eat. Wow. So where does that come from? Well, he's not, you know, a genetic freak that just loves organ meats. It's that's what he grew up with. That's what he was used to. And he enjoyed it. So there is that over time. If you eat them enough, I think that n- not only would you be able to stomach them, you, that you'll probably start to figure out ways to to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Right. I always think it's kind of funny, but one of the most common things that I get from moms is, um, you know, how do I get my kids to eat vegetables? And of course there's good recommendations and there's books that people have written on that type of stuff. But 
a good question for them is, well, how do you get yourself to eat organ meat? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's, you're probably not doing that. Right. Right. So, but we think it's crazy that you know, kids won't eat stuff that we, that we want them to eat. But that's just because that's what we've been told that they should eat. You know, so we got to figure out, well, we've been told that they should eat vegetables and they're not. So something must be wrong with them. But for thousands of years, people ate organ meats and we no longer eat those. And most of us can't eat them because we can't stand the taste, but we don't necessarily think something's wrong with us, right? (laughs) My approach in motherhood has been, I've kind of given up on most vegetables, but I do try to get organ meats into the kids. There you go. So like, I'm like, if they're not having vegetables, let's at least try to get some and just the powdered, like the capsules. Yeah. So I'll just like open up the capsules and mix it in with applesauce or, or we'll do the ground, I'm sure we'll get into more ways, but like we'll do the ground meat or ground beef that has like 10% liver yeah. mixed in or you know, yeah. various ways like that. So yeah. my kids have had organ meat. Good. So that's that's a phenomenal. Absolutely. And <coughs> again, I'm not trying to say that your kids shouldn't eat vegetables <laughs> yeah. and that you shouldn't figure out ways to eat vegetables. I just think it's always, we're, we're always thinking something's wrong with the kids. If they don't like something and they're not going to eat it just like us, right? We don't like something. We're not going to eat it regardless of how nutritious it is. Cause that's the whole, why do you want your kid to eat vegetables? Right. It's because you believe this is where they're going to get you nourished from same thing with with organ meats as we'll kind of go through today Mm -hmm. um so and again i'm talking to myself here for sure totally (laughs) is we got to figure out how to get these things into into our diet we really should have jarek on for this one (laughs) yeah and and i would say like i said it's not a genetic thing with my father-in-law it's just something that he's done that's definitely been the case with Jerick and maybe even a better example because I mean I wouldn't say he necessarily enjoys them but he's just eaten them so often that it's just kind of normal for him to to do and that's happened over I mean maybe longer than I'm thinking here but no more than five years mm-hmm. has it been going on I would say it's probably even less than that that he's actually been doing organ meats right but it's just somebody that's committed to making a huge change to their diet and I mean there might be something about just the way that he's built which would be a genetic thing that allows him to continue to, I mean, he just wasn't going to let it not happen. Yeah. Right? So I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not there. Okay. So why, why organ meats? Well, we mentioned the history of it, right? People used to eat um, organ meats all the time. I mean, civilizations even prize them as their diet. They, they would throw the muscle meats, which is what we eat um, to the, to their animals. And they would mainly eat the the organ meats um, for this thing so we know just based off of historical data that there was something to it of course Um, but here's just a a comment so two guys I would say that you can look at that do um, that talk about this and you know kind of show research and stuff behind it would be uh, Dr. David Jockers who I mean we've recommended plenty on this podcast I think and then uh, Chris Kresser is another guy that talks a lot about organ meats and here's just a quote from him it says in general organ meats are between 10 and 100 times higher in nutrients than corresponding muscle meats so we just spent a whole show last week talking about the importance of eating muscle meats and you know getting grass-fed and the whole omega-3 to omega or omega-6 omega-3 ratio and all that stuff Um, but organ meats are even more nutrient dense than than something like a muscle meat and we'll get into why it's important to add organ meats and not just try to get all your um, nutrients from from muscle meat, even for like the carnivore people. 
Uh, but here's a, a list of things. So I'm just going to quickly list off this stuff. So they're looking at calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, potassium, iron, zinc, copper. Those are all minerals that are important. And then you got vitamin A, D, E, um, C, thiamine, um, riboflavin. So these are now B vitamins, niacin, uh, pantothenic acid, B6, folate, all, all the B vitamins. So they're comparing uh, an apple, so 100 grams of apple, 100 grams of carrots, um, and back to the fruits and vegetables that we know are important, and then red meat, 100 grams of red meat, and then now we have beef liver that they're comparing it to. So calcium, um, really, the um, I think there's only one or two of these um, minerals that it's a big deal, but calcium, phosphorus, um, zinc, copper, like the muscle meats far outweigh the, the vegetables. So like you get 11 milligrams of calcium versus 3 milligrams of calcium in an apple. So 11 milligrams is red meat. 3 milligrams is um, an apple. 140 milligrams of um, phosphorus versus 6 milligrams of phosphorus in an apple. Um, 15 with the red meat. 5 of magnesium. 370 with the red meat versus 139 of potassium. So we can see that these minerals that are important, that we know are important, these would just be cons considered micronutrients, you're going to get way more of those in, in red meat than you would versus something like an apple or a carrot when you have the same amount of the food, right? Mm -hmm. Probably makes sense to people. But then you look at beef liver. So we said 140 milligrams for phosphorus. Well, there's 500 milligrams in beef liver. Wow. Um, we said the iron, 3.3 milligrams in red meat, 8.8 .8 milligrams um, of iron in liver. So this is one, that's a common thing to have is iron deficiency anemia. So yes. uh, especially a lot of women are deficient in iron. So they could take, of course, an iron supplement, which a lot of them do, or you could just start getting, you know, more of these organ meats, specifically liver in your diet. And it's going to increase the, the level of iron. It's a much better form of iron to be taking rather than like the synthetic, you know, however was created yeah. in a lab. Right. Like that can do, I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Negative things. Yeah, there's something um, called nutrient synergy. So not only does it have 8.8 .8 milligrams of iron, so you're going to get more iron from eating an organ meat than especially if you are eating a vegan or vegetarian diet and supplementing with iron. Um, but you also have the synergy with the rest of the nutrients. So that, that iron is in there, but it also comes with all those other things I've listed off, right? The calcium, the phosphorus, magnesium, potassium in the right amounts, um, for our bodies to be nourished well. So, yes, copper, 12 milligrams of copper um, and 100 grams of beef liver. There's 0 0.04 milligrams of copper in an apple. There's 0.18 milligrams of copper in red meat. So that's drastic. I mean, Very that's, drastic, yeah, yeah. that's huge. And then this is probably the biggest one, um, vitamin A. So there's no vitamin A in apples. There's no vitamin A in carrots, even though that's typically why they're saying you should eat Carrots yeah. <laughs> <Wait a> minute. <laughs> has something called beta carotene in it that can then convert to vitamin A oh, in the body. Okay. Um, 40, uh, w so how they measure this is international units, 40 international units in red meat, which again, you're getting none in the vegetables, in the fruit, 40 international units in red meat, 53,400 international units in what? liver. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. So if there's your deficient vitamin A, which is a lot of people are. Um, and that's just not a common thing to measure on a blood test, but people are deficient in vitamin A and vitamin A is important for gut health. Vitamin A is important for skin health. You know, vitamin A is important for just preventing um, birth defects um, for 
um, babies. So vitamin A is, is huge in, again, 50,000 times more in, in liver. Vitamin D, you're getting 19 IUs um, from liver. You're getting trace amounts in meat. You're getting none in the, the vegetables and the fruit. Um, vitamin C, 27 milligrams in liver. You're getting none if you're eating red meat. And six and seven. So, again, we talk about eating oranges for, for, yeah. for your vitamin C. Another orange um, plant food would be carrots. Like it says here that we got six milligrams and 100 grams of um, carrot, and then you get 27 milligrams and 100 grams of liver. So, so really, it should be eat liver when you're. <laughs> that's right. Sick. You need vitamin C. Yeah. Throw in some. Throw in some liver. Um, niacin. So B vitamin. Important B vitamin. They're even studying niacin on its own, um, specifically to mental health issues. So people are very deficient in niacin with mental health, depression, anxiety, that type of stuff. Um, 0.1 milligrams um, in an apple. 0.6 milligrams in um, carrots, you get four milligrams from red meat, but then you get 16.5 milligrams in liver. Well, one more, uh, folate, which is again, probably the most important nutrient for, um, mothers mm -hmm. as they're trying to develop a baby. This is one of the things that people, uh, mothers are most deficient in and cause birth defects. Um, eight micrograms in an apple, or in, yeah, in an apple, 24 micrograms in a carrot, four micrograms in red meat, but 145 micrograms of folate in liver. Um, so just, it's just drastic. You know, this is why we always say liver is the most nutrient dense food that you can eat. The healthiest food you can eat is because it's so, there's just so much nourishment in the same amount of liver and, and compared to the same amount of these other foods, you just can't beat it. Mm -hmm. So is there any concern? I know people hear liver and think, oh, liver is, does all the detoxing in the body. Doesn't mm -hmm. that mean it's full of toxins and people yeah. don't want to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely understandable. And I know people teach that, that you should, especially people that are telling you to avoid all meats, um, that you shouldn't do it because liver is your de detox organ. But the easiest answer to that is liver isn't necessarily storing toxins. So you're not eating a bunch of toxins when you're eating liver. Definitely not any more than you would if you're eating fatty meats, um, muscle meats, because fats typically stored in toxins in the body. Toxins, toxins are stored in fat. Yeah. What did I say? The, the other way. Around, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so toxins have an affinity for fat. So basically they go and find the fat in your body and that's where that's where the body stores them. Um, which is why one of the r reasons some people can't lose weight why they can't burn fat off their bodies because they have too much toxicity built up in that, um, in the fat cells. So they can't get rid of it. The body says no, because if you do this, then now toxins get into the rest of my body and it's going to be worse off. Interesting. So I if you're eating fatty stuff, then you're going to have, then I would have more of that concern of, of what they're saying. The liver processes toxins. So yes, it's your detox organ, but it, so your toxins are going through it, but it's processing them and eliminating them. And then the other thing is, as we just mentioned, so how do you get rid of toxins out of your body is, well, nutrients do that. So nutrients are the, all the cofactors and allow, you know, the pathways, detox pathways to happen. You can't go through those detox pathways if you don't have those uh, micronutrients. So Liver's full of these micronutrients, and you know, just kind of overwhelms any sort of toxins that might even be there still when you're when you're eating something like a liver. So, got it. That's not not a concern. Not a concern at all. Um, so yeah, so 
nutrient density is probably the well. So the first argument was, hey, these are who cares why people did this a long time ago and they way they're wealthy, way healthier than we are. So we should probably follow some of what they're doing. But now as we looked at this stuff and we've seen um, organ meats are a lot um, more nutrient dense um, than than even muscle meats. Um, that's an, another reason why you should do it. Here's a, a list of also just eating the. Um, Organ meat, specifically liver. So loaded with B12, we mentioned that. Great source of vitamin A, great source of protein, high in vitamin B6, great food for fertility and during pregnancy, um, helpful with detoxification and supporting liver function. So this is a kind of a, um, before we've had research and understand why things are, are healthy to eat, they used to think, uh, well, if, if I have liver problems, then I should just eat a healthy liver from an animal, right? If yeah. I have heart problems, I should eat a healthy heart from an animal. Um, so that's, you know, one of the first ways that these things were done and they would obviously, I mean, it wasn't perfect research that was done, but yeah. it was just kind of, you know, anecdotal evidence that, yeah, I got healthier when, when I did that, um, from whatever I was dealing with. And then one of the big, um, uh, nutrients that or a couple of nutrients that you benefit highly from when eating organ meats is something called CoQ10. Mm-hmm. So this is coenzyme Q10 and it's a, what's called a, um, it's just helpful for mitochondrial support. So I know we've talked a little bit about that on podcast, mitochondria, kind of your, what they call the workhorse of the cell. So it's an organelle that basically you can't have energy if you don't have mitochondria. Um, really everything that happens in the body requires mitochondrial function. So you need this CoQ10 in order for mitochondrial to function well, and you're not going to get it in on something like a plant-based diet. Um, and you can get it with, of course, meat diet, but you're going to get it far more higher quantities if you're eating organ meat. So CoQ10 is a, a huge one. And then also something called L-carnitine, which is another amino acid that's very important that's deficient in, in a lot of people, even if you're eating um, muscle meat. So those are two other big ones that um, not only do we have things that are in vegetables and in muscle meat in higher quantities in liver, you also have foods that are just not even found in those other things that are important um, for us to eat. Okay, but here's the, a big thing that uh, is actually something that I'm just learning about and trying to figure out how to communicate well to people. So I'm just going to read this. This is something from Dr. Jockers, um, and, and this is an article that he did on are we eating too many muscle meats. So he says lean muscle meats are rich in protein, zinc, vitamin B12, iron, and choline. Protein is a very important compound in physiology and is vital to life. Animal meat is one of the best sources of complete protein with a full array of amino acids. The amino acid makeup of muscle meats is very high in tryptophan and methionine, so two important amino acids, but it's very low in an amino acid called glycine. Organ meats and bone broth protein are the opposite of that. They are high in glycine but low in methionine. A diet high in muscle meats but low in bone broth and organ meats will cause an improper methionine to glycine ratio problem with that is this imbalance depletes the body of B vitamins and trace minerals. So everything that we just went through of why it's important to eat organ meats is if you're not eating organ meats, you're probably already going to be deficient in them. But if you're eating a high level of muscle meat and not organ meats, so not a balanced diet, then that, uh, that causes you to be deficient in trace minerals and B vitamins. So you could be eating a ton of muscle meats, which is going to have those things in it, but just the eating that alone, it's going to throw off that amino acid ratio and cause you to be um, deficient and have an imbalance in in those particular um, nutrients. 
So high methionine and tryptophan can interfere with B6 absorption, which is a huge problem for people who have depression and anxiety. Um, drain the body of its reserves of other key, uh, what are called methylating agents, such as riboflavin, folate, zinc, and B12. So most, again, back to the mothers who are trying to create a baby inside them, typically deficient in B vitamins, specifically folate and B12. Um, a lot of that could be just a high methionine to high tryptophan or high methionine and tryptophan to glycine ratio. Um, this can lead to increased inflammation, altered genetic expression, and poor detoxification. Methionine is a precursor to homocysteine, and the more methionine we get in our diet, the more homocysteine our body would have ability to produce. Homocysteine is an inflammatory protein that is associated with cardiovascular disease, stroke, and diabetes when its levels are above 6.3, which when I do testing, I rarely see anybody under 6.3. <clears throat> so that that is something huge to this amino acid ratio thing, um, tryptophan and methionine to glycine. If you're eating only muscle meats, which is everybody. <laughs> yes, totally. Americans. In, ter yeah. in terms mm -hmm. of not eating organ meats. Yes. Um, you... Even though that's one of the, the main things that even I would recommend if somebody who is highly inflamed is to cut out things like grains, dairy, and even eggs, um, other, other plant-based foods that can cause problems that show up on food sensitivity panels. And meat is rarely one of those things that cause people problems. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, let's just, back to the elimination diet, let's just go down to meat, let's eat meat, let's nourish your body, de-inflame you. And then we'll start adding foods back in, right? Which is still a great way of doing things. But what this is saying is if that's all you're eating is muscle meats, then you're also going to be inflamed. Mm -hmm. Specifically with increasing your homocysteine levels, which is an inflammatory protein that is highly linked to cardiovascular disease. So this might even be the link to, you know, why some studies can show the, the more meat consumption, the more cardiovascular disease. That's not a saturated fat thing, right? That's not a cholesterol thing. But if it is throwing off this amino acid ratio um, and that causes high homocysteine levels, then you're going to have um, inflammation specifically in your cardiovascular system. So, so it's pretty critical for everybody to eat, to get some organ meats in the diet. Yeah, basically. absolutely. Yeah. So how do you do that? Well, I think the, the easiest way to do it is, is, well, the easiest way is to start trying. Maybe you can be somebody who likes them, you know, mm -hmm. like our friend Jarek and like my, my father-in-law. Um, but doing it in supplement form. So there's, there's all kind of companies out there now that do organ um, complexes. There's yes. liver supplements, you know, but there's also ones that have liver, liver and heart and, you know, thymus and all the pancreas and all the stuff, all the other organ meats. Cause is that's, there, yeah. Is there like, we've, we've been talking a lot about liver, you know, what all organs should we be trying to eat yep. all of them or what would you yeah i mean as many as you can would be great um yeah g as far as getting to a list of which ones the most common ones so we we classify tongue as an organ meat just because it's different than muscle meats but most of tongue is muscle so it's not really an, an organ uh, but the benefit of tongue is it's extremely fatty so that's it's similar to um, bone broth in that way in terms of you're getting it's not an organ but it's still nose to tail type stuff it's it's you're still getting a bunch of nutrients because of how fatty it is but it's not going to have that long list of you know the nutrients that we went through when it comes to to liver um, so but tongue heart liver those are the most common but I mean you can do brain um, kidneys 
what are called sweetbreads and spleen. So sweetbreads, this is thymus and pancreas and combined together. Um, all of these things have a ton of nutrients, you know, because that's just where nutrients are stored, you know, in, in mammals. Mm-hmm. Um, you can eat that. So another way of doing this is getting fish, f- full fish, and just eating the whole thing um, instead of just eating the, the meat from a fish. So those are, are ways that you can do this. But again, starting with the supplements or starting to add some liver, starting to add some heart, starting to add some tongue. Tongue and heart actually taste pretty good. Yeah. You know, you can find ways of, of doing that and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Yeah. Like, Jarek, was it, did he smoke the heart? The Did you, you didn't go to his, his 30th birthday party. I don't know. He, um, <laughs> he served up, like, this whole spread of organ meats and there was like heart and tongue and liver and he had just like cooked it all like in his smoker or whatever i don't know his meat magic that he does but yeah and so that was the first time i tried tongue and heart and they tasted really good yeah and to be fair liver we always like talk about number one because it has so much nutrient density but i think jarek would agree it's the least like appealing tasting. Yeah. He would probably prefer all the other ones right. like, taste wise to liver. Oh yeah. So yep. Yep, yep, yep. if you start with liver, just know that it doesn't get much worse than that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if the you heart's can not get gonna to, be worse than liver. Right. If you can get to liking or tolerating liver, then you're yeah. good. Right, right. And I haven't even tried like, you know, the kidneys. I mean, I think I maybe have had some brain somewhere. Um, but I haven't had it as much as I've had heart, tongue, and, and liver. Um, so with liver, and another way you can do it if you're not going to buy supplements is you can get a, a good liver from a you know, farmer's market, something like that. Um, and then you can just basically make your own supplements. You can just chop it into small pieces. You can freeze it, and then you can take that like a supplement. Mm-hmm. Or something that Jarek does is cuts it into small pieces, has, keeps it raw so it doesn't cook it, and then puts like some maple syrup and some sea salt on it you know, just to try to get rid of some of the taste, but you're eating it in small amounts. So it's not like you have to have a full liver, you know, stomach that. Right. You can just work your way up to, to having it. Um, Dr. Andrew, you know, works with me in the office. He recently started eating liver, got some from our um, farmer friend, Jeremy House, um, who owns Meadowhaven Farms. And he likes it. I mean, he's I don't, I don't know how, but he <laughs> right away started eating it wow. and likes it. I mean, he's figured out. I think he said he used to eat it when he was a kid. Oh. Um, so he said if you put enough onions with it, then you kind of drown out the taste. Hmm. Butter uh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I can, can do that. But I, So the way that I've done it is had small little pieces, you know, just try to eat th- those, doing that like a supplement, right? Having a few pieces a day. Um, but if you're going to eat it like a meal, then trying to get it one to two times a week, I would say would be, would be a good, mm-hmm. uh, a good way of getting it, yeah. getting it in. And they sell, um, like ground beef or ground bison or anything like that. They do like, they call it the ancestral blend, mm-hmm. um, that you can find at the grocery store. Or I have a farmer's market person, like a local guy that sells it too, where it's 90% ground beef and then 10%, I think it's liver and heart mixed in, or you can, those are marked up in price. So you can do it yourself. I've done two where I've gotten liver and then I will puree it in like the food processor. Uh And then I bag it up like individually and freeze it. And then anytime I'm making ground beef, just 
pull out one of those little baggies. It's not much, but yeah. then it just like mix it in with the yeah. ground beef that's cooking. And it's really, well, depends on how much you put in, but some, like you can't really taste it too much. Yeah. I think that's probably the best way of, of doing it is just mixing it in with stuff that you're already, already eating. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, if you're eating ground beef, then mix in some, some ground liver in there. If you're having steak, have some heart with it, that type of stuff. Um, my favorite way of doing it is pate with liver, mm. but that's because it's mixed with a bunch of, <laughs> 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 a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> it's mixed with, yeah, I'm trying to like heavy it. cream and butter and seasoning. Yeah. It's and mixed yeah. with butter. Um, maybe probably have something like heavy cream. Uh, but then you're putting garlic and onions and a bunch of other spices and stuff. And in then it. like, are and you dipping like crackers in it or what are you? Yeah. Like? Almond flour crackers or, um, I'm trying to think of what else we've used. I mean, we've used like sourdough bread, you know, put it on sourdough bread. That's probably the best way of making it. Sourdough bread is also phenomenal. That sounds good. But we just had a, a an MC. Um, we switched MCs, our missional community at our church. And uh, a Lodi who I've mentioned before who's yes. from France, who they just eat liver kind of on a daily basis over in France. It's part of their culture. She made some liver pate that night. Good for great. her. That's awesome. Yeah. And then she like didn't tell people what it was. They all loved it. And yeah. <laughs> no, she right away said it, what it was. Yeah. But people still tried it. That's people awesome. Still tried it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, they're in your MC, so they right. kind of have a higher expectation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so there's those. There's definitely ways of of getting it. You just got to try to pick one and try it. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you're and gonna if go full bore like Dr. Andrew and mm-hmm. just gonna make a meal and eat it, or if you're gonna mix it, uh, like you're saying, start with supplements. Whatever it is, it should definitely be part of our diets. Yeah, and keep trying it like over and over. That's what yeah. they say for picky eater kids, and I think it probably applies for us as adults too. Like the more exposure and just over and over, the more yeah. you get used to it and start to like it. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you guys have any more questions, we would be happy to cover them. We will keep on pressing on through this series, so please be sure to share this with someone who might find it helpful, and we'll talk to you next time.